Off the Chains is sponsored by Simeon Brothers Creative. Design, print, and promotion. For any of your graphic design needs, follow Simeon Brothers Creative on any of their social media platforms. That's S-I-M-I-A-N Brothers Creative. Hello, Disc Golf World, and welcome to Off the Chains, episode 14. This is a disc golf podcast for those who have a true love and passion for the sport. I'm your host with the most, of course, as always, Cody Enervold, PDGA member number 148739. And I would like to start off this week's episode by letting everyone know that this is the second to last episode of season one. That's right. After this week's episode, we will be taking a couple weeks off, having a Christmas holiday, and then I will be doing uh, season finale in after Christmas, the Wednesday after Christmas, before New Year's, and that will be considered my season finale of season one. So, please be looking out for that, and also exciting things to come in the future. So, also, to kick off this week's episode, we had a, obviously a decent amount of new uh well i guess i can't really say more uh big off-season move because most of the people i'm going to talk about um ended up staying with the same teams but they just re-signed and got a bigger deal but um to start off this week's episode we're going to start with the legendary the one the only mr michael johansson and if anybody didn't know uh happened to see ultra world disc golf post this on monday um, Michael Johansson has signed a three-year extension with Discraft, and it says right here from Ultra World Disc Golf that the Woods Maestro from North Carolina, Michael Johansson, will continue to be sponsored by Discraft through at least the 2024 season after signing a three-year extension contract with the Michigan manufacturer. Michael Johansson said in a uh, statement, quote, been with them since 2008 and don't want to go anywhere else. They continue to up their support for me each year, and I am way incredibly grateful for it. Uh, in addition to seven open wins and an 11th place showing at the Delaware Disc Golf Challenge PDGA National Tour event in 2021, Joe Hansen finished second at 2021 PDGA Pro Masters World in the Pro Masters 40-plus division, one stroke behind champ Dave Felberg. So it doesn't really surprise me, to be honest, that uh, MJ re-signed with uh, Discraft. I've... As, since as long as I played uh, disc golf, I've known that man to be a member of Discraft. So if I was going to see them say something like, oh, MJ, you know, MJ is not going to be a part of their team next uh didn't resign with them or isn't going to resign with them, uh, that would be more shocking than anything. And the only reason is because um, who would you, like, if you, like, well, why would you see MJ go anywhere else? Like, that would just, 
I think that would blow them, everybody's mind more than anything. Like, Matty O going to Westside, like, that was kind of a big shocker deal. Um, to see him go anywhere else other than Discraft, that would have been, like, probably the biggest off-season move you could possibly think of. Because he's been with that company so long. So, um, overall, not surprised that um, uh, MJ re-signed with uh, Discraft. But, um, and speaking of Discraft and re-signing, um, where did it go? Where did it go? There it is. Um, also announced on Monday that Andrew Presnell has re-signed with Discraft in 2022. Uh, he has signed a one-year sponsorship contract extension with Discraft for 2022, keeping him with the Michigan-based manufacturer for the fourth year in a row. He wrote on his Instagram uh, page saying, quote, Very happy to announce I've signed a one-year extension with Discraft. Presnell had two top ten finishes at Elite Series events in 2021, including taking third place at the Green Mountain Championships. He finished 27th in the Disc Golf Pro Tour Point Series, earning a spot at the GGPT Championships, where he got knocked out in the first round. He has been on the tear following the end of the professional touring season, winning seven straight events, including two A-tiers. Um... So he only signed, I mean, he signed an extension, but he only signed a one-year um, extension. And uh, so it doesn't really give anybody, like, a good feeling like he's going to be with them for that long because it's going to make people realize that, oh, hey, he's only signing one year, so he could go anywhere next year. And I think because of this whole DGPM group that's going around with all these people and all these players, um, like, having people help them, like, restructure their contracts or whatnot, um... Seeing him only sign a one-year contract I can, or extension, I can see him like being a part of that group, uh, as part of this players group next year and possibly going somewhere else that you can probably throw a uh, multi-bag, so multi-disc bag, which I think is going to end up being the new thing in the future for the sport of disc golf is years to come. So, But he only signed a one-year contract, so that just kind of gives me a cool feeling like, is he really, is, I wonder what he's going to do after this. Is he going to resign with them again? Like... Usually whenever I see someone only sign a one-year extension, it gives me a good feeling like uh, we could see a big weird move coming up, you know, the following year. So, um, Andrew Presnell only signing a one-year contract is kind of a little shocking because I've seen him play for as long as I have um, since he's been a pro. Um, and when I got to actually meet him in person for the first time at D-Glow this past uh, July... He ended up signing my fanny pack from Clash of the Canyons 5 that Brian Earhart also signed for me and Gavin. And he was kind of cool, talk, cool down-to-earth guy. He was able, super funny, talked to us for a little bit. Or I was able to talk to him and Brian Earhart for a little bit, and that's always a good time, always talking to Brian. Um, being able to be able to talk to uh, not only touring pros, but also like, this, like Brian Earhart, for example, to be able to talk to someone that's also from your state and a local. Um, it's also a cool feeling to talk to, because it's like you can always talk laid back, you can talk sports, because you can both relate, all the Bears are awful, all the Bulls are kicking some a ass this year, you know, uh, Blackhawks are doing okay, they're in between doing good and bad, they're like right there, um, Cubs are awful, Sox are showing something, you know, so, there's always something Illinois related we could always talk about, whether it's sports or not sports related, so. Uh, but I try not to talk politics because who the hell wants to talk about politics when you're t when you're just enjoying your life in the sport of disc golf. So, 
Um, and speaking of re-upping contracts in Discraft, it has been confirmed also this past Monday that, if this wants to load for me here, God, give me one second. Okay, there we go. Sorry about that long pause. Um, and that is that Andrew Fish has re- uh, has re-signed his, re-upped his contract with Discraft. Andrew Frisch is signing a one-year sponsorship extension with Discraft, keeping him with the company through the 2022 season. He wrote on his Twitter page, quote, You know who's focused on 2022? That's right, it's me. And you know who's supporting the two, me in 2022? That's right, it's Discraft. I'm extremely excited and honored to be representing Discraft for my sixth year. Um... The two thousand, the ten, the two thousand, the ten twenty-seven rated fish is on Discraft's tour team, the second tier below its elite team. Fish typically plays fewer elite series events and primarily competes on the East Coast. He won an A tier and five B tiers so far in two thousand twenty-one. His best finish at an elite series event was twenty-fifth at the Delaware Disc Golf Challenge, which I remember watching that, and he was like right there until like the final round or like the third, like second to last round, he just kind of fell apart. But to see Andrew Fish only also sign a one-year contract extension does give me also a uh, weird idea. It's like, he just seems like a player that I could see him going to like a Dismania or even like a Prodigy. Like something that Matty O used to fight for. Because um, I just feel like they kind of have like, they're both goofy. They, you know, one's from the West, South, one's from the East, and they're super goofy players. They're kind of both um, relatable a little bit. Um, and their style of play. Matteo has a weird putting style. Matteo has a weird driving style. Andrew Fish has a goofy sidearm. Um, so, like, I could see him going for, like, a Prodigy or maybe even a Trilogy team. That'd kind of be cool to see, too. Um, or maybe even see him go, like, Drew Gibson went or, you know, Eric Oakley just did going to Infinite. Or even, like, like I said, going to, like, where you can throw more than just one company disc. Or, like, going to OTB or just something crazy like that. So, um, yeah, him only signing a one-year contract uh, kind of makes me think to myself, like, is he going to be off, off Discraft after this year? But, to be honest, um, he this will be, if he signed, even though he only signed a one-year extension, uh, seeing him on the, this being a six-year-in-a-row being on the team... Uh, I do not see him going anywhere uh, next year after the season, I guess, coming up, I guess I should say. But um, then again, I, I also didn't expect Matty O to go to Westside Disc, so. Or Eric Oakley to leave Dynamic, so. Or Gavin to go to Dynamic, so. Do, 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 do. Other big, uh, I guess, and then now, now that we're out of the talks of the um, the uh, re-signings, um, if you have not heard yet, and this was also announced on Monday, December 6th, that, as I said, and I can't remember if it was, not last week's episode, but the episode before, before that episode, either episode 11 or 12, where I talked about Cole Radolin that was... Uh, Sponsored by Discraft uh, this past season, and we kind of saw, got to know who he was a little bit at Ledgestone when he kind of made a push. Excuse me. There in like the second and third, or ended up being the final round where he ended up being on the lead card. So, but it was announced on 
Monday, December 6th, that the 17-year-old rising star Cole Dolan announced that he will be sponsored by retailer Infinite Discs in the 2022 season. He said on his Instagram that, quote, being supported by a company that represents all manufacturers means that I can continue to throw some of my favorite discs while exploring new ones and open doors to work with other manufacturers. I'm very excited to start building my bag, and I look forward to what I can do on tour full-time in 2022. This past season, he played 10 Elite Series and major events in his first year on tour. He ended up winning five smaller events, finished in a tie for 7th with Chris Dickerson at the Ledgestone Insurance Open, competed at both MPO majors, and boosted his rating from 1001 to 1025. He was sponsored by Discraft in the 2021 season. In November, he announced he would not be returning for them next year. Uh, Rodolin and Infidence both announced the new sponsorships with an Instagram post. And if I can get this Instagram post to play, maybe we can get the listen. Here we go. It just says that it doesn't talk about anything. It just says Team Infinite Welcome to it. I don't know if it's going to talk or hear anything, but all you can see is it just shows him dressed up in his infinite gear. Oh yeah, that's all it was. <laughs> that's all it was. Basically, it was just him dressed uh, in an infinite disc polo. He's on a he's on a course. He's throwing. He's you know putting or whatnot, and uh, he just walks up to the camera and smiles at it. But I thought that was really going to end up having some words to it. So I apologize for wasting people's time playing that. But um, yeah, it is announced that he's going to sign with Infinite. And like I said, uh, I I keep and I cannot stretch this stress this enough. Um, where I say it's like infinite disc in like OTB and like places where you can throw more than one manufacturer is going to end up being the future of disc golf. I'm just telling people like, I'm not saying they're not going to still throw like straight up Innova or straight up Discraft or Discmania or so on and so forth. I'm just saying like, that's going to be like the big popular thing coming up where you, it's like people are going to eventually be like, or players are going to eventually be like, oh, we can throw this disc, oh, we can throw... You know, an Avenger from Discraft. Oh, we can throw uh, a Thunderbird from Innova. Oh, we can throw an Explorer from Latitude. Oh, we can throw a Soul from Discraft. Oh, we can throw a Method from Discmania. Oh, we can putt with P2s. Oh, we can putt with Fierces. Oh, we can putt with, you know, Pilots, if you're into that. Just like, and that's what I think is end up going to be the future of the sport. It's just people being able to throw constant, um, more than one manufacturer. Uh, so that is kind of cool to see, uh, especially him being so young and only being 17 years old and being able to like get his future going and be and for only being that young uh, kind of makes me hate myself a little bit because it makes me think like, man, why the hell was I not doing this stuff then? Like if I was really into the sport that I have been these past, like I've played the sport for 11 years, but I've also, but I haven't really was not really into the sport for, until like the last four or five. So, like, if I actually played, like, when I was younger in high school and stuff, I think I would play be a lot happier than I was. I'd definitely be a lot higher rated. I would probably be able to be touring. Um, so, now that being 29 years old, about to be 30 in June next year, um, kind of makes me a little nervous because it makes you think to yourself, like, oh, God, I'm starting to run out of my prime. My prime years are getting up, you know, like... 
I'm not gonna, by the time I'm able to like consider myself a pro, I'm gonna be like 38 years old or something like that. So my goal is to just constantly push myself and just, and I wanna tour at least one, I just wanna tell, at least say that I was able to tour at least one season or two. And, the, and just be able to say that. Um, if I'm able to at least do that, that I can honestly say I've achieved something in this world. So, but yeah, him signing with them is not, it really blew my mind a little bit, but it also didn't surprise me at the same time because um, I just think that's going to end up being the future of disc golf. It's just that companies like Infinite and OTB are going to end up being the future of disc golf. So, all right, and we are getting to the end of, <coughs> excuse me, wow. We are getting to the end of these off-season moves, and it was announced today in a... Well, I guess, um, I guess let me, before I get to, uh, to this, Andrew Fish re-upping re his contract with uh, Discraft uh, was announced today. I ended up saying it was announced on Monday, but it was actually announced today. So, um, And also announced today that Matt Bell, if you did not hear my episode last week of him leaving DGA, Matt Bell has signed a contract... With a company called Thought Space Athletics, and I do not know what the entire what the hell that is. Um, I think MB uh, this is a little company that MVP Dis is uh, opened up or owns, I guess I should say. And I never really knew much about it. Uh, when my buddy Jack Fillenworth texted me today, and Alex Ator were talking about it, saying that he signed with a company called Thought Space Athletics, I'm like. Why would you leave a big name company like DGA to go to such a small company like that? Like that was like so out of left field. That's not even. That was like it like threw me off. I just like I was like, well, okay, sure. Like that's okay. That's where we're going with this. And but uh, the the article here on Ultra World Disco says that after leaving his contract with DGA, Matt Bell has signed a sponsorship agreement with Thought Space Athletics. ThoughtSpace currently has six disc molds approved by the PDGA, which are manufactured by MVP Disc Sports for the company. ThoughtSpace, or Matt Bell said in a quote, or in a statement, quote, ThoughtSpace had the best stamps in the game, best gear in the game. I've got a signature disc coming out as well as a signature jersey. Everything you see me throw or wear, you can get from them. Uh, Nate Perkins, Garrett Gerthy, and Drew Gibson have previously been sponsored by ThoughtSpace. Bell joined DGA in 2019 and is known for his circle two putting prowess. He had a top four finish at the 2021 MVP Open and top tens at Masters Cup and at GMC. Prior to DGA, he was sponsored by Latitude 64 and won the putting championships at the 2016 PDGA Pro World Championships. Um, and now I'm going to play, I haven't watched this YouTube video yet of him signing with them. Um, if this is probably going to be another like just him playing. I don't know if there's anything said in it. Um, it's a little one minute, five minutes, a second video, so we'll see. Yep, just him wearing the gear. Him swinging his disc. Walking around, hey guys, throwing. This is Matt Bell here. Here we go. I'm beyond excited to announce that I'll be representing Thought Space Athletics. They have the best stamps in the game, the best gear in the game. Um, I've got a signature disc coming out as well as a signature jersey. If you haven't checked them out yet, be sure to do that. And everything you see me throw and wear, you'll be able to get from them. So be sure to check them out, and I'll see you out on the tour.
So it's going to be Dos Basic Relics is going to be the team that he plays for, and that's going to be interesting. I'm gonna I'm kind of interested to see what um, that game that game or that game that team is all about. I'm kind of interested to see what he does, but um. Like, I thought it was a weird signing, but you know what? Like, I could be completely wrong. It could be the best thing that ever happens to Matt Bell. Uh, I want to give him good luck, uh, wish him good luck on the season coming up. Because um, I don't know really anything about Thought Space Athletics. When I get done with this episode tonight, I think I'm actually going to look it up a little bit and kind of do some homework on it. So, excuse me. But those are all, like, really the off-season moves that I have. As far as, like, yeah, off-season. Oh, at, at this point, I guess I should say. But, moving on to our final topic of the opening topics, and if you have not heard it, or seen it yet, as I say in previous episodes, where the hell have you been? But there have been some changes for, to the PDGA rules for the 2022 season coming up, and this was announced back on... Oop, Back on December 2nd, Charlie Eisenhood from uh, Ultra World Disc Golf wrote up this saying that the rules of disc golf are getting a makeover. 2022 will usher in bigger than usual changes to the PDGA's official rules of disc golf and competition manual for disc golf events. The following changes go into effect on January 1st, 2022. There is a full rundown of changes on the PDGA website, but we summarized and contextualized the biggest changes below. Disc supported in any way by a basket counts as in. Okay. So that's interesting. And it says here, new rule 807-B. In order to complete a hole with a basket target, the thrower must release the disc and it co must come to rest supported by the tray or the chains below the chain support. This new rule means that a disc that is in the chains or the basket, though not resting on top, counts as in the basket. Discs hanging on the edge of the basket, wedged into the basket from the outside, or otherwise supported in any way, are, are, are considered hold out. The PDGA notes, PDGA notes, quote, This change means the group, no the group no longer has to see the disc enter the target in order to make the call. It simplifies the rule and is more generous to players. Okay. So it says the rule means that the disc is in the chains or the basket, though not resting on top. Though not resting on top, counts. Like, go this hanging on the edge, or from the outside. I, did, I don't know if I'm reading that wrong, or... I don't know, I'm kind of looking at it as, oh, if it's sitting in the chains, that's considered in. I think it always been in if you throw it into the basket and sitting in, and it lands in the chains and just sits there. Like, isn't that considered in still? Ugh, I don't. I just don't understand it. Um, relevant part of the new rule 807 or 806.02.D, a player whose disc is out of bounds receives one penalty throw. The player may play the next throw from, one, the previous lie, or a lie designated by a marker disc placed on the playing surface up to one meter away from the point where the disc was lost last in bounds. Previously, you had to take your one meter relief from the out of bounds line perpendicular to the OB line. Now you effectively have a semicircle with radius of one meter from which to place your mini for your next shot. It is worth noting that rules for an inbound disc within one meter of an OB line still requires perpendicular relief, though there is a new rule that lets you measure the lines from a corner direct, 
dif differently. Uh, players can ask also to take a bathroom break and not be penalized for time. Which is, that is actually a cool rule that I like to see because um, there's a lot of people who are like, hang on, I gotta piss real quick, or hang on, I gotta go take a shit real quick. And that, and I'm always the one that's like halfway through a round, it's like, I gotta piss real quick. And I see a lot of players always like, while there's a backup, just running in the woods real quick and taking a piss there. But uh, it says here that new rule 807.3.C, a player may request extra time from the group to take a bathroom break if the player does not return in a reasonable time. The player is considered missing for the hole and receives a score of par plus four for the hole. Simple enough, reasonable, isn't defined, but presumably you know it when you see it. Another rule that's changing, when it's your turn to throw, you have 30 seconds starting when the player area playing area is clear. A player has taken excessive time if they are present, have not thrown within 30 seconds. That is a new rule. And you have, you have 30 seconds to throw after the previous player has thrown, after they, and after they haven't had a reasonable amount of time to arrive and determine the lie, after they are next in the throwing order, and also during which the air, playing area is clear. So basically, as soon as you have, as soon as it's pretty much you have the clear to go, from the time you have the clear to go, if up until that 30 seconds you have time to throw. And that means, when they say 30 seconds, that means 30 seconds, Mr. Nico the Castro. 30 seconds, sir. Please follow the rules. Previous rule also included and free of distraction in point number four above, which the PGA called broad enough to render the rule essentially unenforceable. So you can't swat at the Nats and resent and reset your clock. Keep it moving, folks. So basically, if you go to like, if you're like at 20 seconds, you go to try and throw a mosquito hits you in the face, you only get 10 seconds to still throw. So, which makes sense. I guess they're just trying to keep time going. So, hey, also, new rule, mandatory routes and objects. The mandatory route restricts the path this made to the target. The restricted space is a vertical plane marked by one or more objects or other markers, which define the edges of the space. If a throw clearly and completely enters a restricted space, the player receives one penalty throw. The lie for the next throw is the drop zone for that mandatory. If no drop zone has been designated, the lie for the next throw is the previous lie. Uh, this removes any consideration of where the disc removes its fight, uh, flight when considering whether or not a shot made is made a mandatory. Now it's only about where the disc passes the mandatory. Is it in the legal airspace or the restricted airspace? TDs will have to specify where the vertical plane extends from the right or the left side of the trunk of a tree, for instance. Uh, new rule 811-F. Absent if a player is not present at a start of a round for a assigned group, the player is considered absent does not play the hole. A player is also considered absent if the player has not played the previous hole and is not present when their group is ready to start on a hole. The absent player receives a score of par plus four for each hole not played. Par is determined by the director. Missing if a player who is present at a group and is now missing when it's turned to throw, the player is given 30 seconds to rejoin the group. If the player remains missing for that time, then the player is considered absent for the hole and receives a score of par plus four for the hole. Uh, C, 802.03.C for exception to this rule. Uh, also, a minute uh, hole, the hole has been completed in the hole and the player has neglected to play one or more holes, the player receives a score of par plus four for each unplayed hole. Incorrect hole, the player has, incomplete, has completed a hole that is not part of the course that 
for that round in place of the hole that is part of the course for that round. Two penalty throws are added to the player's score for the hole. Yada, yada, yada. Basically, you already know all the rules for that. You have to be a PGA member to play in B tiers. So basically, if you want to play a C tier, you don't have to be a PGA member. Um, and you still, but you have to pay that $10 fee. Um, if you end up doing B tiers, you have to be a PGA member. Like, because B and A tiers or above are considered the top end all, of all, you know, of all the big name elite tournaments. A and B tiers are the, those big ones. And those are the ones you're going to get the most notice at. So that makes sense starting next year that anything less than a B tier sanctioned events you have to be a PGA member for. Um, but uh, my buddy Grant that I work with, Grant Yurkovich, he just joined the PGA uh, yesterday. Yeah. He said he was PGA member like 198303. And I was, and I literally, when he told me that, I was like, holy shit, like we're already at 200,000 players in the PGA. Like that's incredible. Like. That just continues to show how much this sport is really growing, you know. But if you want to play a C tier, you don't have to have a PDGA membership, but you have to have, you do have to pay a $10 fee, like a registration fee. So if you want, if you want to play events and not pay fees or whatnot, my advice, just get your PDGA member, man. It, paid, it costs $50. If you're under 18, it costs $30. Just get it done, man. It's like... If you want, if you really want to play this sport seriously, get your goddamn number. Just do it. Um, if, you, if you find a disc that has already been declared lost, you will take a penalty stroke. Uh, once a disc has been declared lost, the status does not change if subsequently found. A player is allowed to use the disc if found. So basically, like if I said, if I lost a disc, if I threw a disc and I lost it and I couldn't find it anywhere. Then I say, okay, I'm, and you know, the three minutes or the five minutes you get are up, you know, or three to whatever minutes, how many, I think it's three. I'm having a brain fart right now. And you end up taking your penalty stroke and then, you know, oh, you're walking up to the next shot and you're like, oh, hey, here's my disc. You don't, you still get that, you still have to take that stroke, but you can pick that disc up and still put it back in your bag and use it for the tournament later. So that's another good rule that I like that they put in there. Uh, you have to have a PGA number, not a membership though, to take cash. So any player accepting cash in a pro decision at a PGA sanctioned event, except leagues, must have a PGA number for tracking purposes prior to the start of the event, players receiving a PDGA number after event registration must alert the TD prior to the event. Non-PDGA number players are only eligible for trophies, and any cash payouts at or below that place would move down one place, causing an additional place to be paid. Uh, go, uh, cards can only be used in emergency ghost cards. Ghost group will always tee second on the whole as the lower card number... Excuse me, hole for both first round groupings. Ghost groups should start on a shorter length hole after a longer, more difficult hole to minimize the impact on course flow and speed of play. This regulates at the usage of ghost card at tournaments. And there's also a variety of other smaller rule updates which you can read more about on the PDGA's website. Um, my aunt sent me the link to it and I have not taken the time to look at it. And it's because I have 21 tournaments on my uh, schedule for next year. So if I want to play all those, I. Probably should look into those rules. But 
Those are kind of some of the big rules that they really give you um, for 2022, and, that, and those will take an effect New Year's Day of 2022. So, oh. and I got the Bulls game on right now. There's 2:20 left in the game. Cleveland Cavaliers 22, Chicago 21. I uh, just passed it out here. Let's go, Derek Jones. Dribbles it out to Lonzo. Lonzo gets the screen by Avery Bradley. Pops it out to Io. Io misses it. Get the rebound by Bradley. Pops it out to Lonzo. Popping the oh in and out. Okay, I'm losing track. But um, those are pretty much my opening topics uh, for episode 14 with all the big DGA or DGA. The big off-season move, Matt Bell from DGA, going to Thought Space Athletics. Um, new rules of 2022. So a lot of exciting things coming for the new uh, disc golf season. And I am very excited for this season coming up. So not only just to watch as a uh, spectator, but also to play as a player. So, Alright, moving into our closing topics for this week's episode of Off the Chains. And that is, we are going to preview the final tournament of this 2021 season for yours truly. And that will come the day after Christmas, Sunday, December 26, 2021. At, that is, will be hosted by Bird Brain Disc Golf Club. That's called A Shady Christmas. That will be taking place at Shady Oaks Park in Streamwood, Illinois. And the tournament director for this tournament is none other than 2021... Clash of the Canyons 5 DGPT Silver Series event winner and Bartlett, Illinois local, Mr. Dan Sh Daniel Schlitter. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to get Clash of Canyons on the, Elite on the Silver Series for next season. Very unfortunate to see that not taking the place for 2022. But if this was going to be the one year we were going to have it on the Silver Series for like the next year or so, um, I'm glad to see that someone from Illinois won it and it was Dan Schlitter. And like I just said, the, PDG, the DGPT was just not ready for Schlitter. Just wasn't ready to get Schlitter on. But, uh, yeah, I'll be taking place in a tournament that is the day after Christmas, December 26th, hosted by Bird Brain Disc Golf Club. At, it called a Shady Christmas, and it's a C-tier one-round event that will be taking place at Shady Oaks Park in Streamwood, Illinois. Um, Dan Schlitter, I got the privilege to meet him uh, when he played Clash. Super friendly, super down-to-earth guy, super goofy guy, uh, very, very talented player, very, very open and honest about how to approach any shots you go to it, just to have fun, just remember one thing, it's you versus the course, uh, don't ever worry about who you're playing against, just always remember it's you versus the course that day, basing on, depending on what you do at the course that day will be basing on, based on where your placement is after that so-called round, so, that was where I basically learned all that stuff and that advice from was Mr. Dan Schlitter. Um, so the fact that I can end my 2021 season at a tournament that's ran by him uh, is an honor. I'm going to be freezing my ass off because we're in the winter and we're in Illinois that it gets to like 10 below zero. Uh, so it's not going to be a good time. But uh, the fact that I get to say I get to do a tournament that's ran by him is a true honor. And... If you have not heard about this one yet, uh, registration is full and a cap of 80 players. There's still 8 players on the wait list. Um, and there's 1 for MPO, 2 for MA1, and 5 for MA3. 
So good chances are, if you want to play this, do MA1 or MPO because good chances are someone's going to drop out beforehand before it comes up because just a prior like because of being after Christmas, just people not being able to do it before Christmas. Um, dropping out last very last minute as most tournaments do. Some people not wanting to play it because they're just pussies and don't want to play in the cold. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think it's going to be a good time. And players that are in it, if you have not seen it yet, the schedule so far reads this. 8.30 to 9.30 a.m. is check-in slash gift drop-off. And also the gift, even though the, because the registration was only $5 to sign up, and then after Ace Pop was like 12 something after fees and whatnot. Um, you also have to like do it like a gift exchange on a on a uh, disc, um, which I'm going to ask Dan if you can do gifts like exchange on a bag too, because I have a watermelon bag that I would like to give away. If I cannot get anybody to buy it, anybody, Walmart Axiom disc bag that you see, Walmart, watermelon, I said Walmart. Watermelon Axiom disc golf, disc disc golf bag. The one you see Raven Newsom wearing all the time. I bought it on a whim from Winnings I Won at the Illinois Valley Invitational. I have no use for it. If anybody wants it, please come take this off my hands. I am tired of looking at it. It is greatly appreciated. Thank you so goddamn much. But if I cannot sell it, I'm going to talk to Dan and see if I could possibly give it away as a gift exchange. Uh, and then that will be between 8.30 and 9.30 to check in. 9.30 a.m. to 9.45, we'll have a players' meeting. 10 a.m. to between 10 and 1 will be one round of at least 18 holes. 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. we'll have awards slash gift exchange and also a pizza bunch. So, I'm kind of excited to see what gift I will get. So, And then about this event, if anybody, uh, if you still want to sign up and get put on the wait list, here's this. Who's ready for another Shady Christmas? Bird Brain and Skulls are back to bring you everyone's favorite Christmas time tournament. We will be playing one round of at least 18 holes at Shady Oaks Park in Streamwood, Illinois. Amateurs are $5 plus brand new gift wrap disc to cover PGA fees and sanctioning costs. Pros are $25 plus brand new gift wrap disc, $5 to cover PGA fees and sanctioning costs, $20 to the purse. Optionals is a $5 ace slash GTP combo paid out via PayPal. If no aces are hit, there will be a throw off at the end of the round. Let us come together this holiday season, spread some holiday cheer, Give some wonderful gifts and play the last section round of, in Illinois for 2021. And that's why another reason why I'm playing, because it's also the last sanction round of, for Illinois in 2021. So, why the hell would I want to miss that? But um, very excited to hear that coming or see that coming out. And um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. So, if you still want to sign up for it, it's five dollars. So even if you don't get in, you get five dollars. You're paying five dollars. You're not losing much. Um, you can also, and then worst comes to worst, if you don't get in, you'll just get a refund for it. So, Oops, excuse me. All right, got about twenty minutes left of this week's episode, so I want to end this week's episode by talking to you guys about. What is to come for your truly uh, tournament schedule for 2022? And it reads as this follows. Because um, I know everybody looks at their tournaments to see where they can sign up for, like, uh, at disc golf scene. Like, that's where all the tournaments are to sign up and whatnot. If anybody gets a chance from Illinois to look at Illinois, excuse me, IllinoisDiscGolf.com slash calendar. 
Okay, just hear me out. If you have not gotten a chance to look that out yet, um, I, it, this was a thing that I noticed happened to come across last season when I right before or right before I started my 2021 season, and I said I don't know how accurate these are because the uh, calendar based, the way the calendar was like the way the website set up, the calendar looks like a calendar app on your phone. So it's like, oh god, you know, like this is something you can really trust, you know. But um, when I looked at it last year, I was actually, it was pretty accurate for the most part. Just like maybe one or two that was off for me. Um, so if this is right, if this is all right, and then they have released all the tournaments that are coming up for 2022 in Illinois. Um, and if this is correct, yours truly will be starting 2022 on March 12th at a B-tier event on Saturday, March 12th at Northwood Park in Morton, Illinois at North at the Northwood Blue Course. And it'll be a it's called NADGT event in Morton. And I am planning on playing a couple of NADGT events next year because I want to get more notice. So on my schedule I do have at least two that I'm going to play. Um so I will try and I'm gonna start my 2022 season depending on how I'm feeling. I've been having some back issues the last couple days. I really need to get that looked at. But uh, NADGT in Morton, Illinois will be my first event of 2022. And then a week later, I will be going back, as I did last season, played it. I will be playing Delwood's first Greater Juliet Tour Series Tournament of the Year. And that is Fraction Run Cup 4. It is going to be at the Canyons in Delwood Park, March 19th and 20th of 2022. And then that is a C-tier event hosted by my good buddy, Mr. Sean Callahan. So that'll be number two on my tur on my um, schedule. I do not have another tournament planned up for myself until April 10th. And that is my second NADGT event. And that'll be NADGT in Morton 2.0. And that is also <coughs> tournament directed by Dalton Sackett. And that is the reason why I'm playing that is because it's at the Megiddo course in Morton. And I've never played Megiddo before. I hear a lot of good things about it. I heard it's very challenging, but it's also very fun. So that'll be number three on my uh, tournament schedule for 2022. Oh, they must have taken it down. Unless, oh, okay. Did they move it? Yep, they moved it. Okay. There was a tournament that I was planning on doing. Um... April 16th to the 17th, and it was called Oaks and Folks, but it got moved. Scott must have moved it to April 30th and the May 1st. So that actually will be my next one. So that'll be at the end of April, and then in the beginning of May, and then I'll have one the following week. Oh, no, before that week, I'm sorry. Uh, I will be playing, and I've already signed up for it, and I will be heading down to Morton again. And I will be playing the in, participating in the Illinois Amateur Championships, and that one I'm actually going to get a uh, hotel for because um, I'm going to be in Morton two day for uh, one round one day one or two rounds one day one round the next day, and it's kind of pointless for me to drive all the way up there, play two rounds, be exhausted, drive the way back, pass out, just so I have to get right back up, waste gas, and drive right back out there. So I think it's better to save gas that way. So. April 23rd and 24th, I will be participating in the 9th Annual Illinois Amateur Disc Golf Championships, sponsored by Dynamic Disc and also Paper Plastics. So, uh, I also put in, a, I was trying to, uh, Paper Plastics, I'm trying to get into signing up to be a uh, sponsored month player for that, you guys. Um, I don't know how to sign up for it. I'm going to try and, I'm still going to, I'm going to 
emails one uh, owner of it later this week, so hopefully I can get that going, because I'm trying to get sponsored, man. I know my body's giving me a hard time, and so don't focus on being sponsored, but, like, if I want to take this golf seriously, I want to be at least sponsored by someone, just so I can get my name put out there. But, um, that will be my fourth tournament of the year, and then Oaks and Folks will be May, uh, April 30th to May 1st, hosted by my good buddy Scott Rangel, um, at Mokina. So those are the first five tournaments of the year for me. And then I had my sixth tournament will be May 7th. And that is again in Morton, Illinois. So I have in the first six tournaments of the season, I play one, two, three, four of them in Morton, Illinois. That's fantastic. So, and that will be the first um, iOS tournament of the year. And that will be at Northwood Park. And that is iOS number 111, the Northwood Open. And that will be April, uh, May 7th and 8th. Now, I I doubt it's one round one day, one round the next day. Because this past season they had, um, like, some divisions play one day, some divisions play the next day. Just so not, we didn't have to do a bunch of shotgun starts. And not everybody was, like, running into each other. So, if they do it like that, last, like they did this year, um, one of those days I will definitely be there for that. And then the following week, I'll be participating in the Workforce Brewing Open 4. That was a tournament that I ended up signing up last minute this year and ended up taking fifth place in Novice. Uh, it's at Heritage Park in Homer Glen, Illinois. That will be the second uh, Greater Joliet Tour Series event that I will be playing in. Also hosted by my buddy Sean Callahan. That's also a C-tier event. Um, that is one of my favorite courses to play when it's not super goddamn windy there. But um, that will be tournament number seven for me. And then tournament number eight, if this is actually going to be a tournament, I'm called the Smooth Spring Series number three, hosted by Steve Rashan. And because Steve's a good disc golf player, he hosts really good events. So I have good money that he's going to end up doing this, uh, these events too. Um, and that's Smooth, Smooth Spring Series number three. And that would be Saturday, May 28th, which is my mother's birthday. A C-tier event at West Park in Joliet, Illinois. And the reason why I'm going to do that one is because West Park is by far one of my favorite courses. My best round I ever played there was like 9 or 10 under. So that's definitely a course I would love to, or tournament I would love to play if it does end up happening. Um, but that day, if it does not happen, I will be participating in the Walnut Open that I, that I ended up winning this past season. Or I might end up doing Washington Good Neighbor Days. That's also a C-tier event on that day, hosted by Nate Heinold. So... And then June 4th and 5th, I will be host, uh, participate, hosting, participating in iOS number 112, and that's the Forest City Frenzy in, in Rockford at Anna Page Park in Rockford, Illinois. And that is actually an A-tier event. Um, so I'm very excited to be playing in that. Uh, like I said, it'll be June 4th and 5th, so depending on what they do, they're probably going to have some divisions on one day, some divisions on another day. So that'll be tournament number 9 for me. And then tournament number 10 will be, I'll have a week off. And then I'll be participating in the B-tier event, iOS number 113 at Mississippi Park. And that is a course that I definitely want to go back and redeem myself. I didn't play so hot there last year. So I definitely want to, I definitely want to redeem myself there. Try and get myself that. But if I end up playing bad there again, then you know what? I'm just going to say I'm not going to do it again, so... Um, and then I would have, um, that next week off because most, more than likely I would end up having my nephew Jordan's sixth birthday party around that weekend, so I wouldn't be doing it. 
And then July 2nd and 3rd, I plan on doing the Northern Illinois Open. And that will be, depending on where it's at, I might be staying at a hotel up there. But that will be July 2nd and 3rd, hosted by Dan Schlitter. And that will be a B-tier event, and I really want to play that one. Um, and then the following weekend, I will be participating in the 40th Annual Illinois State Championships. Um, that's a tournament I played this past season in Novice. I finished fourth place. Uh, my buddy Mike Sarah ended up knocking me off on the final hole by trading like a 45 yard, 45 yards, 45 foot putt. I was super annoyed, or 60 feet or whatever it was. It seemed like it was like a goddamn mile, and he just drained it. So I want to go, and that's going to be uh, put on by my buddy Jesse uh, Size uh, Junior. Science, the junior. I'm God. I always get his last name wrong, and he always gives me a hard time for it. But uh, my buddy Jesse will be hosting that at Highland Park, and also the Can uh, Delwood, and that'll be July 9th and 10th. And then I do not have an event for two weeks, and then I will be heading back up to uh, Milford, Michigan, at the end of July, July 29th to the 31st. And I'll be participating, going back and playing again in the Discraft Great Lakes Open. This time for MA3. I came so close last year and not, or this year in novice and finishing second place. Had a hell of a time. Loved the state of Michigan. Loved watching, seeing everything. Loved the courses I played. Uh, had a really good time. So definitely, one, definitely a tournament I have on my schedule to go back to next year. And then I'll have a week off. And then I will be heading back up to Peoria area, Morton and all that, to play in Ledgestone. Did not play Ledgestone last uh, this season because of the site crashing and then just being way too much money for me. Ended up playing D-Glow instead. And I actually ended up kind of relieved that I did because D-Glow ended up getting second in and Ledgestone ended up getting rained out. So uh, D-Glow and Ledgestone are definitely on my schedule for 2022. And then after that... Will be August 14th. Yeah, no. August 20th to the 21st, I will be playing, participating at a C tier event at Highland Park in Lockport, Illinois at the Unstable Open 4. And that'll be hosted by my buddy uh, Sean Callahan and Ryan Fancher. That'll be the next Greater Juliet Tour Series event I do. That's the one I ended up getting 15th place at this past season because. I ended up having that scoring error and kind of fell off the track at the end. But Highland also always. Uh, is always iffy for me, so I definitely want to keep going back and getting better at that course. So the only way you're going to get better is if you constantly go there and keep trying to play it until you can get it right. So and then and then I will be heading back up, heading down to Decatur, Illinois, and I will be participating in. The Forsyth Decatur Open, which will be in Decatur, Illinois, from uh, August 26th to the 28th. And that is an eight-year event. And that, because I want to play that, is because my buddy Damon Morstadter, who ran the FAM the past two seasons, I played the FAM with my very first uh, disc golf tournament I ever uh, participated in. And he's always talking it up. Every time I've gone down there to play the FAM, he's always saying, man, you need to come out here for Forsyth Decatur Open, man. It's always going to be a good time. I would love to have you out there. You could stay with me. We could have a good time, yada, yada, yada. And I definitely have it on my schedule this year, so I'm definitely going to try and participate in that. Um, and then September, and then I get a couple weeks off, and, or I get a week off, and then September 10th, 
I will be participating in iOS number 115, and that'll be the Oswego Open. And yes, even though I felt I completely crapped the bed last season, or this season in rec and got 30th place, but Oswego is a course that I've always loved playing. I always want to push myself at. So if I can, I'm going to keep doing it. And I'm going to keep doing, like I said, just with Highland, I'm going to keep playing it until I can get it right. Uh, so that is also on my schedule. And then the following weekend, I will end up heading down to St. Louis, Missouri for a three-day, uh, three-round, three-day event. And, and then I will be participating in the St. Louis Open. That is also a eight, an eight-year event. And then the following week, I will be participating September 24th to the 25th at another Greater Juliet Tour Series event. And that is the 35, 35th Annual Shanahan Classic. And that will be a B-tier event. And then October 14th through the 16th, I will be participating in J-Town Championships. And then to end my 2022 season, depending on if there's another like Flight of the Turkeys in November, or if I end up going back to Estabrook and doing that, or if I end up doing like a Shady Christmas again, uh, 10, 20, October 23rd will be, uh, as officially, at, at, as of this point, I should say, my uh, final tournament of 2022, and that is Beware of the Group 4 at Evergreen Park. That is a tournament I did not play in last year, or this year. I keep saying last year. I guess it is last year at this point. And, um, because I ended up doing another tournament that day, and I'm kind of relieved that I did, because I ended up doing the Illinois Valley Invitational instead, and ended up winning it and being my first event. And then their tournament ended up getting rained out and only played one round, so... But, yep, that is pretty much what Cody's tournament schedule of 2022 will look like. And out of those 21 events, I have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 of them on my schedule that are 8 years. Seven of them that are B tiers. And... Eight of them that are C tiers. So eight C eight C tiers, seven B tiers, and six A tiers. So that's not a bad looking schedule. And then also my buddy Grant was saying something about doing some uh, doubles tournaments. So maybe we can look into some time I have off. Um, during my season we can like squeeze in a doubles tournament. Or maybe we can even do a doubles event because uh, I am so busy with work during the week. And then I also got to do stuff for my 87 year old grandmother around the house. So like my weeks off, my weekends off aren't really my weekends off. They'll be doing stuff for her around the house, you know, so, but other, but that's about what 2022 was going to look like for Cody Enerville coming up, and hopefully 2022 is bigger than 2021, even though I ended up finishing with two wins, but we're going to be playing in a division that I'm uh, higher up than I normally do, and that will be MA3 in rec, because I'm considered a recreational player, so that'll be, um, that'll be a challenge to push through. Uh, but the goal for me is to at least try and get up to MA2, uh, travel more, which I'm planning on doing, winning more. Uh, I want to win at least one event in MA3 next year. That is one of my biggest goals because no, because Chris Lowe's is the only one in our <coughs> friends group that has been able to do it, and I want to consider myself in that category as well. So um, 2022 Illinois Disc Golf World and also PDGA Disc Golf World, look out for PDGA number 148739, Cody Intervote, because your boy's coming after you. <laughs> so. Alright guys, well that about wraps up 
episode 14 this week for Off the Chains. I want to take these last four minutes that I have with you guys real quick to talk about this. Uh, I will be off the next few weeks. Um, we have, what's today? The, today is the 8th. So we have 17 days until Christmas left, guys. Um, I'm going to take the next few weeks off to get some Christmas shopping done. Uh, get some time with my family. Have Spend time with my family for the holidays. Uh, my little brother's getting married this Saturday. Uh, Cole Eaterbold is marrying his love of his life, Madeline Sangren. And I get to get to have the honor and privilege to be a groomsman in his wedding. Finally got my pants today after some freaking struggle. They were a day behind and whatnot. So I finally got my pants three days. It's three days before the wedding, but we got our clothes and we're good to go. Um, so I'll be dealing with that. And, it's, and there's just a lot of things disc golf related. We're talk, running out of talking about this season coming up. So I'm going to take the next few weeks off. And then um, we will have Christmas. And then the 26th, I'll play the Shady Christmas Tournament. And then I'll be back on the 29th of December. December 29th will be episode 15 of Off the Chains. And it will also be season 1 finale. We will be recapping uh, Shady Christmas. Uh, we will be talking anything else. other anything else disc golf related that happened in those two weeks I was off. Um, we will be uh, maybe I'll even talk to you guys about what I got for Christmas, disc golf related this uh, this past year, um, and anything other disc golf related we can try and talk in uh, try and fit in in that hour in the season finale. Uh, we will do. But uh, yep, uh, today will be the second to last episode of season one, episode fourteen. We're taking the next few weeks off, and then we will be right back here at 6 o'clock, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Central. And we will be participating in Season 1 Finale, Episode 15, and I will be recapping that. And then we will be taking two month, a month and a half off. And then we will be coming back the Wednesday before the Disc Golf Pro Tour uh, All-Star Weekend. And that will also be the season premiere for season two of Off the Chain. So, I want to personally thank everybody who has given me the time and honor to let them, or to give me their time and effort for the uh, past 15, or 14 weeks, 14 episodes that we've done for season one. And just taking your time to spend an hour with me and let me talk about things, disc golf, something that I have a true passion and love for. Uh, I've dealt with a lot of anxiety and depression in my life, and... There was a part in my life where I just didn't really care anymore what happened to me. Just wanted to give up. Didn't really have anything that kind of motivated me. Disc golf and music are two things that other than my family saved my life. Um, so the fact that you guys are able to give me the honor to talk an hour with you every Wednesday night. To talk things disc golf related. Even if you don't know what disc golf is and you're just interested to hear me talk. Or just want to hear my beautiful voice. My beautiful speech impediment voice. Just to talk to you guys. Um, it's greatly appreciated, but other than that guys, I want, because I'm going to be off until December 29th, I want to wish everyone out there that's listening a very safe, a very wonderful Christmas. I hope everybody gets what they want from Santa. I hope nobody was a bad boy or girl and gets cool, because nobody wants a big black piece of rock. Um, so please, spend time with your loved ones. Take, uh, take as, uh, all those precious moments you have with them and make them count. Um, other than that, guys, have a safe holiday season. Um, tell someone you love them this week, as I always say in every episode, because not every day is guaranteed, especially around the holiday time. Um, every time, every 
minute counts. Um, so tell someone you love them this week. Other than that, guys, I am Cody Enervold, PDGA member number 148739, and I will see you guys December 29th for the season finale. Peace!